In one of my latest podcasts, I talked about peace, how to find more peace inside of you and how to be a source of peace for those around you. Well, I think we all agree that peace is really what the world needs right now. But the other side of the spectrum, which a lot of people feel much more prone to go to, is anger. Welcome to Get Real with me, Dr. Friedman. If you want to live with greater purpose, authenticity, and empowerment, this is your time to upgrade your belief systems, unlock your true potential, and discover the endless possibilities of you becoming the creator of your life. And how often do we read right now the anger that is expressed in airplanes over mask mandates? How many people feel hate and frustration with what's going on in Ukraine and, and have anger at Putin and the Russians? And, and how often have you felt so tense and tight with what's going on in your life that the only way to just let all out was through anger. Anger is such an interesting emotion because it really is like a tidal wave that can wash you away out of being rational, considerate, kind of normal, and act like a teenager having a temper tantrum. And at the same time, it can make you feel so powerful and so right that somehow it justifies your actions. Until once the anger has subsided, you realize, oh my God, I made a fool out of myself. You know, the other day I was driving and uh, there was a very slow bike in front of me and I couldn't really pass by. The street was too narrow and uh, I didn't want to, you know, potentially uh, injure the biker. And I certainly didn't want to put myself in danger either. Behind me, there was this driver who was so mad that I couldn't go by. I mean, it was like, you know, raising the hands, yelling and screaming. I could just see it. And it, because there was no sound, it really looked ridiculous. Now, I have understanding and compassion because it was eight o'clock in the morning and maybe he was late to work. But I also felt like, wow, this is so interesting how this anger is just like this you know, explosion inside of this person and making this person act in ways probably in the end he's not really proud of. How often does that happen to you? I am not proud of having had an anger explosion not long ago where early in the morning I was dealing with my horses and then the blacksmith came and the blacksmith was at the other part of the property and I had to bring the horses over there, but they didn't really listen because, you know, horses rather like to eat than being dragged to get their feet done. They don't like pedicures necessarily. So he was honking the horn, wanting to let be let in. I was pulling the horses. Well, at some point I just yelled for him to stop honking the horn because I was really trying to hurry up as it was. And my yelling wasn't pretty, I tell you that. I don't know if he heard it. I think he did, because when he saw me then later, he just started to diffuse the energy by telling some jokes, and he always has some jokes in mind. 
And I really was grateful for that because he didn't respond to me being angry with, uh, you know, frustration or with being, you know, scared and walking in eggshells. He just, you know, lightened up the air. Now, what I'm not proud of is that the only way for me to have a feeling to express myself in that moment was through anger. And I am not proud of that. I also couldn't find another way to communicate to him that honking the horn doesn't speed up the process. So there is always something to learn from it. So anger can happen to all of us. There is nothing necessarily to feel ashamed of. But there is certainly something to learn from because anger is not a sustainable emotion to entertain. And it's certainly not something that we should, when we are dealing with each other, especially right now in the world, have as the go-to feeling to express our needs or our opinions. I got an email the other day uh, where someone beautifully expre expressed uh, his connection to anger and how he was able to see anger differently now. And so what he wrote was, I think I would switch to anger to avoid any feelings that I didn't understand or know what to do with. I see that it was coming often from a place of fear. Anything to have to do with loss of money could trigger me. Not being noticed was also a trigger. Feeling shame after acting out, I would switch to anger to get away from the shame. Anger made me feel alive for a short time, a charge to my body. I could feel like I was alive in a sense. I felt so powerful to tell, to tell people exactly what I thought of the situation or to point out to them how wrong they were. They need to be right. The need to be right felt so powerful. When I reflected on the anger, I picked it up probably from my father because the anger was often directed to me in a way to express power. And I learned that what I wanted from him was not anger, but what I wanted from him was affection and support. I also learned to walk on eggshells around him and a feeling that his anger was about him not loving me. I was so convinced he did not love me. And so I tried everything to shift him from anger to paying attention to me. So when I talked to this client, what he also expressed was that the anger for him was a way to show the world that he matters. Having always felt that he was rejected by his own father and not good enough, by copying the anger from his father, he gave himself a sense of, well, at least I'm feared, I'm least I'm respected, at least people pay attention. Only realizing later on that all he did by doing so was creating more fear and more a sense of isolation and abandonment inside of him. But I get it. There is a toxic temptation to use anger, especially when we are feeling out of control. 
and powerless and when we really want to regain control and assert ourselves, and we're not realizing what happens inside of us when we are using anger from a subconscious perspective everything we say and everything we feel the subconscious takes personally and i often talk about how when we have anxiety inside of us when a part of us is basically more worried and feeling unsafe maybe because we grew up like this client with an angry parent that part of us <clears throat> watches us being angry and that part of us all of a sudden says well you are just exactly like that person i was afraid of so i don't really know i can trust you i don't think that i can really be around you because you are scary and that is a reason why so many people that i'm working with tell me that once they had an anger outburst there is not only regret or shame there is also more anxiety that's coming up almost instantaneously and the anxiety that they have been working on before just gets worse because for some reason it feels like almost a, a fragmentation a rift inside of them a part of them that just felt they needed to it needed to express itself with anger and another part just feeling like wanting to get away from you know that person but of course you cannot really get away from yourself so being a, really aware of that anger has its place in the whole array of emotions but it needs to also be seen as our responsibility to use it to to listen to it to understand it and then to ultimately manage it in ways that it does not take over just like we cannot allow anxiety to take over i feel anger is often the mask you know my father was someone who was certainly often expressing his emotions with anger and i know from how later on in his life he shared what was going on deep inside of him that his anger got always triggered when he felt that the shoe gonna drop something will be taken away from him when he didn't feel safe when he was afraid that he would have again to face gloom doom loss whatever he experienced when he was a young man during world war ii his anger was the the cover-up for his vulnerability and because he didn't really feel safe to express his vulnerability anger was a way just to let some of this emotional charge out now when you think about your own anger don't you think a lot of the times when you're angry you actually feel underneath pain maybe sad maybe anxious or insecure somehow it feels more comfortable because it feels more strong and powerful to express anger but deep inside are those emotions that you're really dealing with you know those deeper layers addressed with the anger or are they just chased away and pushed aside i can tell you from my experience with my father and also from the things that i learned about anger and 
my times when I used anger way more often that whatever I felt underneath didn't really get resolved with my anger. It was just, you know, again, like a little pressure cooker explosion, but it wasn't really dealing with my lack of trust. It wasn't really uh, resolving my own lack of confidence or insecurities or worries, just as it didn't really make my father feel safer to be angry. But for decades, that was how he went through his life with anger, more and more alienating his family and more and more feeling alone in, you know, in the world when I think he wanted nothing more than a sense of being supported and at times also simply be reassured and comforted. But the anger and what it did to people around him, which ultimately were scared of him, didn't allow him to do that. I feel this whole idea of anger being power is only part of the story. And like I said before, it is something we learn, we interpret from those angry authority figures that model this to us. But I also feel like anger is a poison. I mean, when you're really looking at what happens in your body, it's a major stressor being at anger. It's just the fight, not the flight, but the fight response. But you're still releasing a lot of the stress hormones and and ultimately really making your body riled up for some kind of a battle or rumble. But uh, in the end, it is toxic and it is taxing on your body. I read a study, I'm not sure if it has been ever corroborated, but it said that anger, if you have it chronically and ongoing, can be like smoking a pack of cigarettes a day in regards to its negative effects on your heart and your blood vessels. And that's kind of a scary thing to think about. Anger is also often a sign of being angry at yourself. It's a sign of self-loathing, sign of actually really hating yourself for whatever reason, believing that you're not lovable. So why don't you just push everyone away before they can hurt you? So whatever I see now, when I see people angry, I do feel that there is something inside of them that deserves ultimately compassion. And I know it's hard to be compassionate with those that scare us or that look so ugly because they are so angry. And it's also hard for us to admit to ourselves that the anger is just the the mask we put on because we are actually too afraid to even admit to ourselves, let alone to the people around us, what we really feel inside of us. But as I said before, anger ultimately is something that creates more harm when it's out of control, that can be more toxic to others and the relationships we're in, but also our own relationship so that we cannot let anger just be something of, you know, a daily emotion that we let roll of our backs and moving on because it just has too much of an impact that it can be ignored.
It's very powerful, as you know. How do we deal with anger? What can we do? You know, sometimes when you're in the midst of being angry and someone tells you, oh, calm down, it's not as bad, it can make you even more angry. Or take a breath. It's going to be okay. Even if you say to yourself, is that really working or is the anger like a fire that just becomes bigger and bigger until it burned everything down and then maybe you can sit down and see the mess that you have created. I think we have to deal with anger as it is starting to build because there are some early signs with anger. In some ways, it's a little bit like a panic attack just expressed as anger. And panic attacks are ultimately unattended anxiety that at some point just is so overwhelming that it has to come out. And anger is unattended pain, an unattended sense of feeling out of control, feeling powerless, feeling scared, that also at some point just comes out. So we have to really notice early on what happens on what happens inside of us. When we are feeling there is a sense of anger coming up, let's look at is it that we feel powerless? Is it that we feel rejected or disrespected? That we feel not good enough or unlovable? Is the anger coming up? Again, I'm not talking about the outburst. I'm talking about this churning feeling inside. Is it coming up because we feel like life is a competition and we always are behind or we are afraid of falling behind? or because we are comparing ourselves with others and we can't believe that we don't have it as good or as easy as everyone else. Do we feel angry because we have worked so hard and still seem to not get ahead? Or are we feeling angry because we feel alone, misunderstood, unnoticed? Being able to listen to what's going on underneath the anger takes a lot of courage. Not only awareness, it takes courage and strength to admit that that ouch of anger is deep-seated pain that we have a responsibility to address. Now, we may be able to address it by just reflecting on what causes it, what triggers it, what thought, what conversation, what situation made us angry. You know, why does someone sitting in an airplane asking to put a mask on has so much anger that they get into a fight with a flight attendant? Well, maybe because they felt so marginalized already. Maybe they felt that because of the whole COVID pandemic, they lost their job. They live in the basement of their parents. They feel so powerless with the virus, but also how the government responded to it and so on and so on. That just in that moment being told once again, they had to do something they didn't want to do makes them blow up. So there's always a story behind. There is a story probably behind that person who was yelling at me because he was, uh, you know, I was pa not passing by the, the cyclist. 
But it's not necessarily our responsibility, the witness of the anger, to figure out the story. It's actually the responsibility of the person who's angry to have the courage to look inside and say, I admit I have a wound, I have a deep vulnerability that just got really reignited, re-triggered, and that's why I'm angry. When you feel that anger building, think about the consequences. Think about this poison that you are drinking yourself, hoping someone else may die because you're angry at somebody else. But ultimately, all you do is hurting yourself. Well, they are happily moving on with their lives, not even realizing that you're angry at them. Think about that being right and wanting to be right at all costs, even if it means that you're going to be angry, is certainly not leading to happiness and certainly not leading to peace. So ask yourself, do I rather want to be happy or right? Do I rather want to be at peace or do I want to win? And also think about that the anger ultimately is something inside of you that you can pay attention to and simply write about it. Write what you're feeling. Understand more. Is it irritating? irritation? Is it frustration? And why do I feel this way? Am I feeling da da dot? I'm feeling angry because no one listens to me. I'm feeling angry because no one really respects me. No one appreciates what I'm doing. The universe just doesn't care. God doesn't exist. It's very interesting when you're simply starting writing or thinking, I'm angry because, and you wait and let the thought come up. You may find what's underneath it, and you may find that what's underneath is not just angry, it's actually sad, and it's needing help. It just doesn't know how to ask for help. So think about that anger, the power of anger, is not to control the circumstances or the people around you, because ultimately you can't. Not all circumstances can be something you're in charge of or you can change, and you certainly cannot change the people around you as much as you may want to. But you can change how you see them. The ultimate power is for you to change your attitude, your perspective, and then respond in a way that makes you feel good. But the ultimate power of anger is also that it makes you feel okay, now I need to pay attention. This is like the honking horn inside of me that says, hey, let me out. Pay attention. Look what's in there. So there is something of a, you know, real strong voice that doesn't want to be denied anymore. And listening to that voice, that is the ultimate power. What is this voice trying to tell me? And that's why I feel like strong emotions like anger, but also anxiety are catalyst for change. They are pain. You know, if you had pain in your joints because you have been, let's say, too often in the drive-through of your favorite fast food restaurant, well, those the pain makes you pay attention. The pain says, hey, you know what? Let's just skip the double cheeseburger for a while and let's eat a little bit healthier. 
and let's you know attend to the inflammation that's inside of you now it doesn't happen overnight but just by paying attention to the pain and letting your you know whole system just have a breather and recalibrate itself and let the inflammation cool off you will have that pain go away and that is exactly what can happen also when you have this constant anger and frustration realizing what is it what i'm doing what is it what i can change that allows me to cool off and allows me to make me feel ultimately healthier and more whole and this way more empowered within myself anger can be something that also makes you realize something has to change in my relationships. Again, not necessarily that the person you're dealing with has to change, but it may be that you're realizing this is not really a balanced relationship, or I cannot really rely on this person, or I don't really feel that I'm treated fairly. Absolutely okay. Once you take an inventory and you ask yourself, Am I doing the best? Am I communicating well? Am I asking for what I need? Do I give this person maybe more clear, you know, ideas or instructions on how to make the relationship better and it still doesn't work? It's time to let it go. You don't have to be angry about it. You can just move on. I had plenty of relationships, especially relationships with people that I thought were supposed to help me and support me that I realized no matter how much there was for me an expression of my needs or what I think should be better or what I feel like hasn't really been uh, in regards to our agreements fulfilled, if they still haven't changed, it's obvious that this person cannot or in this case couldn't really do or give me what I needed or what I hoped for from this person to receive. And then it was okay to let go without necessarily having to hold on to anger or resentment. Because you know that you are taking care of yourself, which is a form of, you know, boundaries, is a form of self-care. And you also know that relationships are not necessarily always here to last or give us everything that we are asking for. Sometimes we just have to make adjustments and either change our expectations or when it really is about our needs, say it's okay to let go. It's okay to move on. So the point I'm trying to make today is just to take your anger seriously, but don't let your anger become your voice, the voice that you use to assert yourself, to control others around you, to pretend you're all powerful and the one in charge. See anger as what it is, ultimately a voice inside of you that needs to be heard, but a voice that is also sometimes too afraid to really show the pain and the vulnerability that's underneath that. The negative consequences of anger, not only with the relationships around you, but the relationship with yourself are too serious to just let anger be your go-to emotion. Have the courage, the strength to admit that there is something else inside. Again, anxiety, insecurity, sadness, loneliness, limiting beliefs of whether you're good enough or 
whether you're seen or whether you're lovable, that need to be addressed so that this pain that causes the anger is also something that eventually can disappear. Doesn't have to be overnight. Anger is not something that you should never have. Of course, as I said, sometimes we do have to use anger as a form of setting a boundary. Sometimes the anger is our alert system that things are out of bounds, that they are not right. But once you pay attention, the anger needs to be able to get released and let go of. Whether it's, again, through understanding what action to take so that you're not reacting but responding to that emotion of anger, or that it means that you need to forgive and release whatever person has made you angry or change your perception from being angry at something that happened, maybe even angry at yourself for making a mistake to, wow, I really learned a lot here. This is a great growth opportunity. I know next time it won't happen again. Let anger not become a wildfire that destroys everything around you and inside of you, but let anger just be a flashing light that makes you pay attention to whatever in your world, inside or outside, needs to be attended to. Sometimes we are not really aware of what's going on with us. And so anger is just a very clear way that something needs to have our attention. Now, it's not as clear as Maybe what we think when we are angry, it may be. We have to take a little time and spend a little introspection to figure out what's underneath. But it's absolutely worth it. And if you still get angry sometimes, don't be mad. Just see it as a way for you to realize I probably didn't attend too much to myself. I probably was too busy or too distracted or too externally focused. So the anger just needed to come up in order for me to see that something is out of balance. So when I was angry at the, the blacksmith the other day, I knew that the reason for this is that I had overextended myself, that I was too scheduled, that I didn't have a lot of breathing room because the demand was so high that I just had to just take it on and I didn't have enough boundaries with myself. And that's always a lesson that from time to time comes up. Putting myself first and trusting that when I have to say no to others and say yes to myself, it is not a sign of that I'm selfish or don't care. It's simply a sign of selfness and self-wellness. Being able to take care of myself so that I can be of service in a more sustainable and also in a more enjoyable way.